Hello everyone, this is Rock Hard Caucus, episode 20-something. Uh, I'm here, I'm Justin, I'm here with Evan. What up? And we also, we have Alan High back. I'm back, baby. And Alan's currently uh, suffering under a hailstorm in Cedar Rapids. We're doomed. <laughs> uh, how big would you say the hail is that's coming down on you right now? I would say maybe dime-sized. There were maybe some pieces that were a little bit bigger than that, but at least a dime. Uh, It was pretty pretty hefty. I don't think I've seen that large of hail here. Yeah, right before we were recording, I saw a video on Twitter posted by a friend of the show, Mr. Noble, and he showed a hail chunk that's like, shit, like Lay's potato chip-sized. Yeah, that that thing was big. (laughs) Very specific. I definitely picked up some Lay's classics on my uh, last trip to the grocery store. <laughs> I just had chips on the mind because uh, Alan was eating on Mike right before we started the show. <laughs> I'm still eating. Don't judge me. <laughs> Very rude. I asked him to Disrespectful. Do it, so. <laughs> so something uh, that I noticed today when I was preparing my notes for the show, uh, the three of us... The locations we're recording from, we are in the three three counties in Iowa with the highest number of coronavirus positive cases. I guess that would have been true no matter who was on the show today. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely correlated to population size. Like, if you look at the population, it's everywhere. And where there's more population, there's more COVID. Yep. Yeah, of course it is. Just as of today, uh, Lynn County has 186, Johnson has 134, and Polk County has 127. Glad to be in third place. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next highest is Scott with 66. So there's a pretty big jump there. I'm, I'm a little surprised that Cedar Rapids actually has the most. Yeah. You guys must just be the worst at social distancing. We're very sickly people, and uh, we, we, we get in each other's spaces. Cedar Rapids is the... <laughs> the orgy capital of Iowa, and they don't want to let that go. Anyone? Anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll insert Natalie laughing every time I make a joke that doesn't land. (laughs) That would be good, yeah. Uh, So the current state, uh, it's April 7th, and we are one of five states that has not issued a statewide stay-at-home order. Even though I would say the vast majority yeah. of us are staying at home. Top 10 percentile. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a state mandate yet. The other ones are North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Arkansas. Well, you yeah. see, uh, it's, 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 it's like a stay-at-home order, but it's, it's not a stay-at-home order, so it's equivalent to being the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, we formed a little contiguous chunk of states here that are are all uh the stay at home voluntary <laughs> people are just doing doing it out of the goodness yeah. of their hearts but they're not really is the issue build the wall of contiguous states that uh don't stay at home yeah the dakotas nebraska and us were we're seceding together <laughs> this will be the next civil war states rights <laughs> states rights to uh, refuse to order yeah. shelter in place. Four of the the most strong, the strongest states, the best equipped to. <laughs> yeah, we're all self prevent invasion. <laughs> um, and I I also took notes of all of our bordering states. 
just to see like how they were dealing with everything. How's Illinois doing? Uh, Illinois issued a stay-at-home order on March 21st, Wisconsin on March 25th, Minnesota on March 27th, and then Missouri just yesterday. And and how are those states uh, in comparison to ours as far as numbers? They're a lot further ahead. I know Illinois definitely has a ton more and yeah chicago is yeah i believe like wisconsin has maybe like two or three times more cases than we do but like it's ridiculous still that we haven't haven't done it yet and we are currently uh statewide total we're at 1048 cases and 26 deaths as of this morning i believe have they released what the criteria is for them to stay at home i heard that they did that uh yeah there are some metrics that we have to reach you're talking about the the point system. Have you heard about that? I, I don't even know. I just heard. So I haven't I haven't really been paying attention to any of this shit because I've been focused on my own my own problems. Um, fortunately, my workplace has allowed us to work from home, and I have a job where I can easily do that. Um, even though whatever. Well, yeah, we haven't had you on the show since this whole crisis began. How are things treating you? pretty pretty good uh, a, a lot of my work is physical based um, but there are things that I can help with like on email and and other things at my workplace I work I'm like a systems engineer um, and so that's been relatively seamless and my workplace has actually been really ahead of the game as far as preparing for this which is shocking to me <laughs> but we've done pretty well and so it's been pretty easy uh, my wife's workplace a little little bit on touch and go side but uh <laughs> Uh, it's been pretty good uh, at at the high house. <laughs> the high house. <laughs> How long have you been working from home? I know you were still going in for a little bit. Uh, I was going in for one day a week. Uh, I think we started three weeks ago. It's hard to tell. Time is meaningless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've completely lost track of it, any it's sort of... It's both going like super fast and super slow at the same time. Yeah, and it's, it's really hard to tell quantum what, time experience. Yeah, when things happened. I want to say this may be the fourth week of it. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Yeah, that that would have been a, a good time to start it, actually. Yeah, and uh, the people that do have to go in are at least on split shifts, and they've come out and said um, if someone gets it on one of those shifts, they'll basically send everybody home on that shift for quarantine and then clean the building and then have the other shift work. Uh, so that's kind of nuts to me. Yeah, I mean, it seems like those are the necessary precautions, though. Um, wouldn't your business be one of the ones that would be covered by the like under 500 employees situation with the uh, coronavirus relief bill? Most likely. I think we get something for it, but I haven't been uh, made aware of any of that yeah. stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. we're essential because we're like government, or at least working with government. Um, yeah. Working the defense biz, boys. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to everyone out there. <laughs> Surprised yeah. you're admitting that on the you're, show. Uh, you have a lot of blood money. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just covered in blood. Covered in blood. Dirty deeds. Uh, capitalism, uh, whatever that fucking phrase is. We're all uh, complicit and guilty to some degree. <laughs> Maybe you more than me, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think your hands are the cleanest. My hands are bloody, so that way yours don't have to be. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I do work for a company that is under 500 employees and falls under that bill. And it's like 100% of, like the government will pay for 100% of an employee's salary if they quarantine for like 14 days or whatever. Which is still like not enough and it should be available to everyone. But You're right, right. 
Um, since we are struggling with our perception of time, maybe it would be helpful if I started going through the timeline. Do it. So this afternoon, I read through all of uh, Governor Kim Reynolds' press releases since this thing started. I haven't been watching the uh, the videos that have come out of the... What's the word I'm looking for? Press... Briefings? Yeah. Press release. And then the video, like the live event, is a press... Briefing. Uh, there's another word yeah. that they use. Oh, okay. <laughs> conference? <laughs> press conference? Yeah, yeah. Uh... I'm thinking press conference. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I haven't been watching those videos. I've heard that they're infuriating because she just basically says the same thing every day. Well, I mean, they're not doing anything. They're just like, well, number go up, and uh, mm-hmm. there's some businesses that are closing down, and uh, good luck out there. Everyone be responsible. Wash your hands. <laughs> yeah. I would be uh, curious don't to know wear if a she mask. mentioned... Yeah, I was wondering if she was going to recommend that in her... I, I, in don't her wear a mask, one. but then wear a mask. Yeah. I didn't see anything about masks in the releases, but I did read all of them today. So we can start on March 8th. This was when the first cases were reported. Uh, We started out with three confirmed cases. That was from the people who went on that cruise to Egypt, I think it was. Stupid motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Man, honestly, like a cruise sounds terrible to me. Yeah. (laughs) It does sound like hell. In the best of times. I I don't, yeah, in the best of times. It sounds terrible to me. Of course, I'm a landlocked. And There's a Star Trek the cruise. <laughs> so. There's all these themed cruises, and that oh, just yeah. sounds like hell. Uh, I'm sure for the people that are on the cruises that are celebrities, quote-unquote, and uh, the people that uh, love them. Yeah, you're fucking trapped on a boat, dude. <laughs> when you say Star Trek cruise, do you mean like uh, Star Trek cast members are on the cruise? I believe that is the case. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it's like a like a Star Trek like convention, but... They're on a boat. But you're, like, trapped on a boat with the people for a week or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. All right, so March 8th, first three cases were announced. Um, The state of Iowa has been coordinating plans across state agencies, including a partial activation of the State Emergency Operations Center to protect the health of Iowans and assess our operational needs. While these are the first cases, it may not be the last. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) And it's why Iowans must continue to practice safe habits like hand washing and staying home from work when sick. Uh, This is a direct quote from Governor Reynolds. My team is engaged through the president's coronavirus task force led by Vice President Mike Pence, as well as the nation's governors, to work collaboratively to limit the spread of COVID-19. Remember when Mike Pence was supposedly in charge of this thing, and now it's like, where the fuck is Mike Pence? Who who knows? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I'm not even paying attention really yeah. to the, the national response. To this anymore. One of the things I love about this, these briefings or whatever, is she's always like, "Stay home from sick, or stay home from work if you're sick. Like if you have the the a cold." And it's like, you always go to work if you have a cold, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Even if it's, like, a little beforehand and a little afterwards, if you're, like, really have a bad cold, but, like, you generally still go. It, it's just completely delusional. Yeah. And also the fact that COVID people, like, started out asymptomatic for, like, up to two weeks before they even had mm-hmm. any symptoms. <laughs> and we knew this already, even in March 8th or whatever. Right, yeah. And at this point, this is how they ended this press release. No additional or special precautions are recommended for Iowans beyond the simple daily precautions to combat the flu, including washing hands frequently, covering coughs and sneezes, and staying home when ill. 
So at this point, they were not recommending any sort of <laughs> special precautions. Why would you need any? Uh, it's just the flu. Why would you need any? And, and then, that was uh, definitely the, the the narrative at the time. Yeah. The next day, March 9th, uh, oh, five more cases. We're up to eight <laughs> after a single day. Uh, and this is when uh, Kim Reynolds signed the Proclamation of Disaster Emergency. It's no big deal. It's only eight people. I don't know what the big deal is. And again, all they say at the end of this is, Iowans can help prevent the spread of illness by following simple daily precautions, including washing hands frequently, covering coughs and sneezes, and staying home when ill. This is how they close the press releases for a good week and a half, at least, is with just like, wash your hands, everybody. It'll be fine. (laughs) Nothing to worry about. We haven't actually talked that much about Kim Reynolds on the show, and... I think Natalie's probably going to be a little disappointed that we're talking about her so much without her being present. <laughs> True. She has a lot more takes, for sure. That was Reynolds, who she called uh, <laughs> at one point, right? <laughs> I think it was her. Can't say she's wrong. Might might have been. It was bleeped out, so I'll, I'll bleep it out again. <laughs> Beep. Okay, and then the next day, March 10th, we're up to 13 cases. So at 1.30 p.m., Kim Reynolds signed SF-155, a bill to allow mobile barbershops in the state of Iowa. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that handout to the mobile barbershops that I think are all closed now. Right, yeah. I mean, they they legalized mobile barbershops, and then, like, all barbers were closed within a couple days after that, I think. (laughs) Damn. Uh, But then later that day, they established the public hotline for Iowans with questions about COVID-19. The line's available 24-7 by calling 211. Oh, I actually think I saw something about the mobile barbershops. It was, like, one guy who was, like, petitioning his local yeah, government. lobbying for it. Yeah. I read a little bit about it. He's, like, a former... Like, he got out of jail and mm-hmm. then sort of turned his life around. That kind Oh, of that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I'm fine with mobile barbershops, but it uh, just seems like a weird response. Oh, well, it's pretty funny. It was because one guy lobbied them, and it's like, hey, why not? It's good PR. Yeah. And then March 11th, just one more case. We're up to 14. Okay, no big deal. March 12th, we're up to 16 cases. It's just 16 people. This is when they start to consider, like, maybe the schools need to do something about this. So here's... A quote from Kim, the health and safety of our students, teachers, and faculty is a top priority. At this time, the Iowa Department of Public Health is not advising any school closures. We are finalizing key decision points needed to mitigate COVID-19 to provide school districts with thorough guidance. The situation remains very fluid, and we will continue to equip local school districts with the information they need. If any school districts have questions or concerns, please reach out to IDEPH. So they're not recommending any school closures. And I can tell you that at this point, the University of Iowa had already planned to suspend classes for two weeks following spring break. Yeah, that was during during that time where it was like, oh, this is coming, but uh, we're going to kind of slow roll this so that way nobody freaks out too badly. Yeah, that was the week where we all realized, oh, mm. something bad is happening. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many other states had already closed schools at that point. Uh, I didn't make a note of that, but like that was the week where it was happening. Yeah, I assume we were. Because it was like all the big big Ivy League schools that were like, okay, yeah, we're done. Don't come back. Ivory Tower liberals trying to save themselves first. <laughs> uh, and then March 13th, we're up to 17 cases. Uh, and this is the day that Kim Reynolds signed a proclamation to temporarily suspend requirements for transportation of food, medical supplies, cleaning products, and other household goods by removing restrictions on oversized and overweight loads. 
So this is when everyone started buying up all the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, I was a week I was a week ahead of the game on that, fortunately. That's the first step of any crisis response. I did not sure buy enough. enough enough toilet paper. I did not buy enough. Well, there was enough on the shelf. Hunker down time. in your atomic <laughs> shelter. Well, fortunately, we just have like a store of toilet paper in our basement anyway. Like <laughs> we just go to Costco like every six months and just buy a shitload of it. Yeah, that's the way and to do it. You don't have to worry about. Nice. It. If you have the space, we're we're Iowa corn boys, so uh, we're blessed to have actual space to put things sometimes. Yeah, I have a basement where I can keep shit. It's nice. Truth. Actually, uh, there was gr- uh, toilet paper at the grocery store last time I went. There was not when I went. I think it's getting better, <laughs> the supply of toilet paper. And I think less people are buying it because everyone was stocking up. True. At least that's what I'm going to tell myself. Uh, I don't know. what's. Have you guys been to the grocery store recently? I haven't left my house in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went on uh, Sunday morning. And that was the first time I'd gone anywhere in like three weeks. Uh, how how was it there? Were people wearing masks? Like, what was your impression? Uh, it was very quiet. It was kind of weird. Um, Hy-Vee has set up like little dots on the floor and like one-way aisles and arrows on the floor to instruct like foot traffic t- to help social distancing. It was very quiet. And honestly, it was better stocked. And the last time I went was before that was like Monday, like the 15th, I think of march or 16th of march and uh there was a lot less stuff like bread was almost gone at that point like toilet paper was totally wiped out except for one single package of dude wipes (laughs) 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 and uh like beans like there's a lot like there's actually better selection when i went there last time and there's like a lot less people there there was not that many people there and like there were a few people wearing masks but for the most part, no masks and no masks for any of the employees. So I went yesterday, uh, that would have be Monday the 6th, uh, in the morning. And uh, most everyone there, as far as customers, were wearing masks of some kind. Um, a lot of people were wearing gloves. Um, and I would say about a third of the staff was wearing a mask or a glove. Uh, they didn't have the one-way signs, but they did have big plastic things in front of the cash registers to like keep you from breathing on them. Not sure if that's going to do much good. Yeah, it was pointless. <laughs> yeah, and I certainly would have a hard time listening to the one-way signs because uh, I'm a notorious bad shopper. Oh, yeah. I got uh, scolded by a lady. Yeah. Not scolded. <laughs> she was very nice. Um, there's one lady, though, I was wearing a mask and like, I went up to the deli counter and I wasn't, there was no one there. So I kind of like peered over and she like told me to back up and I was like, you're already like six feet away from me and I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. I, uh, there was no toilet paper when I went, uh, everyone was pretty nice. Um, and there was no rice, but there was pretty much everything else, uh, was available. So it wasn't too bad. All right. So moving on March 14th, we've got 18 confirmed cases. And this is when shit hit, really hits the fan because community spread has been confirmed. Oh, fuck. Yep, this is when I started to kind of actually freak out about it. Mm-hmm. Leaders of institutions and organizers of events should begin to act on their contingency plans related to large gatherings, including church services. Iowans should not hold or attend large gatherings of more than 250 people. And consider making adjustments for smaller gatherings with high-risk groups. Old people. And yet... At this time, school closures are not recommended. <laughs> yeah, because I think that was the, the thing at the time was, oh, well, only the elderly are really susceptible to this. Young people will be fine. 
Yeah, even though there's the whole phenomenon of like children being super spreaders of like any sort of disease. Yeah, it turns out that's a bullshit lie, and young people are also susceptible and dying to it. But shh. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that that's like the idea that like they carry it from their oh, homes sure. into like or from the school into their homes. Yep. Yeah, of course. It's like a yeah laboratory for a disease. Schools are just laboratories for disease. And then they give some instructions based on CDC guidelines. If a school has a positive case in a student, faculty member, or visitor, we recommend a short-term suspension of a few days for cleaning to mitigate spread of the virus. If there is significant absenteeism of staff and students, they should consider a short to medium-length suspension of two to four weeks. For substantial community spread, longer suspensions of four to eight weeks or more are recommended. So they're saying... No school closures are recommended, and then just listing like things that are inevitably going to happen to cause <laughs> suspensions. Yeah, that that period of time was very bizarro. I mean, it still is, but it's just like they say one thing, and they're like, "Oh, it's no big deal," and then on the other hand, it's like, "Oh, and by the way." Yeah, but even then, that's like so obviously like not an adequate response to it. Like, yeah, it's hard to remember what other states were doing at the time. Because I think they were being a lot more serious. But yeah, it's the the conflict between like <laughs> the public good and like they just really don't want to close their shit. Yeah, because I think at that point it was mostly Washington, right? Because at the beginning it was like it was centered in Washington, and now it's like New York is the big hotspot. Yeah, it's just denial at this point. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody related to the school gets sick, it's like it's not an if. Like it's going to happen, mm-hmm. and it did. Spoiler. Yeah, I mean, we're saying this with hindsight, but yeah, it did. Uh, And then the next day, March 15th, we're up to 22 cases. Yeah, right. So remember uh, on the 14th, just yesterday, they said uh, no school closures are recommended at this time. Uh, March 15th, the next day, upon discovery of the existence of substantial community spread of COVID-19 in the state, Governor Reynolds is recommending that Iowa schools close for four weeks. Recommending. Recommending. In the space of one day, we went from no recommendation to, yeah, schools all should be closed for a moment. We're not going to require it. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it actually did coincide. There was someone in Des Moines who worked for the school system who like got sick with COVID. And then that's when they shut the schools down, I believe, or at least recommended they do. Uh, in addition to recommending that all the schools close for four weeks... Reynolds also signed a proclamation of disaster emergency, which continues the proclamation that was signed on March 9th, allowing retailers that sell liquor, beer, wine, carbonated beverages, and other beverages with an Iowa beverage container deposit to stop accepting empty cans and bottles for the duration of this disaster emergency. (laughs) The two primary methods of disease dispersal, children and cans, empty cans. Well, you know, the homeless use those, so we really got to, you know, tamp down on that. Right, yeah. It's not just that, you know, everyone's mouth has touched all of these things. (laughs) We must punish the poor. Uh, Moving to the next day, March 16th, we're up to 23 cases. Okay, so that's only one new case, so maybe things are slowing down, right? Just the flu. Uh, This is what Kim Reynolds had to say that day. Iowa has incredible employers accommodating the needs of Iowans during the disruption caused by COVID-19. The state of Iowa is doing everything we can to ease the process and shorten the time it will take for Iowans to receive unemployment benefits. All of our state agencies continue to work as one team to lessen the impact COVID-19 will have on our economy and our people. So this is the day that they loosened the uh, 
process for getting unemployment. So this was the day that I filed for unemployment. Wow. Brag about it. (laughs) (laughs) The details are not not super important. It's just that they uh, no longer did any fact-finding interviews (laughs) for the claims that are related to COVID-19. Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) So there's all kinds of uh, uh, unemployment queens out there, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm one of them for sure. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. <laughs> as soon as I learned I could apply for unemployment and they wouldn't really be like looking into anything, I was like, hell yeah, yeah. sign me up. Yeah, no, you got to use those services. That's why they exist. Yeah, I think I was actually pretty well off compared to a lot of other states as far as like how easy it is to file for unemployment and how like actually available the funds are, which is a blessing, I guess, for you. <laughs> it's been pretty great. Yeah, I, I'm i sure it's a little bit more involved during normal circumstances, but like yeah. I... It took me like five minutes to get signed up. And then uh, I think there, there was a little bit of a delay before I actually got the first check, but it's it wasn't that long and it's yeah. fine. At the time they were saying uh, you can expect your first payment within seven to 10 days. I think mine was maybe like 12 or 13 days. So oh. not a big deal. <laughs> uh, and then the next day, March 17th, we're up to 29 cases. Oh, okay. That's six new cases. So I guess... When I thought things were slowing down, no, I was wrong. Uh, it's <laughs> just called an outlier. It's, that, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> we've got this under control. Um, uh, we're recommending that the schools close. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the day where I actually went home from work and started working from home like 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the day that Governor Reynolds issued a state of public health disaster emergency. Uh, and so the recovery aspects of the state disaster emergency plan went into action at noon on this day. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Okay, so this they implemented temporary measures, including moving restaurants to drive-through, carry-out, and delivery only, and they closed certain entities, such as bars and recreational facilities. I'll be honest, uh, I was already uh, eating takeout only. Uh, I'm not very social. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, this isn't really, like, that important, but I do miss just going to restaurants. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's a different thing. But like even still just just restaurants, so like at this point like any other kind of establishment is able to like, you know, salons and shit. Yep. Yep. They hadn't closed salons or tattoo parlors or anything like that yet. Yep. Um but this is what she had to say that day. These are unprecedented times and the state of Iowa will do whatever is necessary to address this public health disaster. I have authorized all available state resources, supplies, equipment, and materials to combat the spread of COVID-19. The actions taken today are necessary to protect the health and safety of all Iowans and are critical to mitigating the spread of the virus. And again, all that was really done was you can't sit in a restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, no complete closures yet. No shelters in place. Uh, We don't need that stuff. Uh, That's for the other big states. Was this the day they relaxed the laws for like carrying out alcohol because i know a lot of people were happy about that one no not yet i'll Uh, I'll get to that (laughs) okay (laughs) but it is on the list yeah reynolds also signed sf uh 2408 that day which uh added some money to medicaid and health programs and appropriations for state hygienic lab yeah that's where they're doing the majority of the testing Mm -hmm. and then the next day March 18th, we're up to 38 cases. Uh Uh-oh, that's nine new ones. Numbers going up. It's going up. Graphs increasing. (laughs) And this was the day that Reynolds signed SF-2408. 
2357, a bill which expanded the roles of physician assistants in Iowa. So it's kind of loosened the restrictions on who's a doctor. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that made a lot of uh, people mad also. Like, I I saw people who were like, oh, so now I'm going to go in for surgery and I'm just going to get like a medical school student who doesn't know what they're doing. No, you're not getting any uh, uh, surgeries right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the same day. Governor Reynolds also released a video discussing Iowa's efforts to implement President Trump's 15 days to slow the spread. Uh, Let's see. March 18th uh, is currently 15 days. How quaint. Currently April seventh. Uh, I think we blew past that. Yeah, <laughs> it's been longer than fifteen days. It's gonna <laughs> yes. be fine by Easter. Don't worry about it. Uh, March nineteenth, we're up to forty-four cases, and this is when they started reporting how many actual tests had been conducted. And at this point, we had conducted six hundred and forty-two negative tests, in addition to the forty-four confirmed cases. That is uh, remarkably transparent. (laughs) Not really. I mean, most of the states are reporting that, but for a long time, a lot of the states weren't actually reporting the negative tests. Uh, March 20th, we're up to 45 cases and 765 negative tests. Governor Reynolds issued an additional state public health emergency declaration, which provided additional regulatory relief to Iowans impacted by the public health disaster. Uh, suspends penalties and interest as it relates to the collection of property taxes, temporarily suspends some evictions, uh, (laughs) extends the expiration deadline for a permit to carry. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) That's that's my girl, Kim. Here's what we were looking forward to. Uh, Permits the sale of carry-out delivery drive-thru of alcohol for unopened bottles of alcohol for bars and restaurants, and suspends some fees. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Permits public meetings or hearings by electronic means, Hmm. suspends regulations to ease the transportation of agricultural supplies, food, medical supplies, cleaning products. Uh, So I guess the weight restrictions are lifted even more. I wonder if you can get uh, fertilizer easier now. No big loads. No reason. Nice. (laughs) Delete that. <laughs> Delete Parody, that. Satire. Parody. Satire. Cut the tape. <laughs> How many guns do you own, Alan? <laughs> I know you have a spreadsheet. Exactly. How <laughs> many pieces of ammunition do you have? Rounds, I guess, is what they're called. Uh, not enough. Not <laughs> enough. I didn't buy any when when I knew this shit was coming. But uh, you're already a survivalist, though. Yeah, I'm good to go. I have plenty. <laughs> How many clips and or magazines? I have 25 clips. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> there we go. March 21st, we've got 68 cases and 1,049 negative tests. This is an increase of 23 from the previous day. So things are ramping up here. Yep. That's probably because they did so many tests that day. Yeah, and the reporting seems to definitely like wax and wane depending on the day that it's being reported as well. Uh, and this is the guidance from the state we were given that day. Iowans who have traveled recently for business or spring break vacations, whether internationally or domestically outside of Iowa, should strongly consider self-isolating <laughs> for 14 days. <laughs> Recommendation. No shit. <laughs> At that point, like... There were still a lot of people that? that were very resistant. I mean, there still are. 
people who don't get it like they don't yeah. understand that like no you shouldn't do that you shouldn't be in Gee, i wonder why you shouldn't it's almost go travel. like the government both federal and state has offered a very muddled response that is like incredibly hard to decipher for the average person and it's been extremely schizophrenic like oh you don't need a mask okay well you should use a mask oh yeah. you know it's like uh vacillating between two extremes like oh we're gonna be open by easter well no yep. we're not uh, well, there is there was some good news that day. Uh, Governor Reynolds announced that the U.S. Small Business Administration has issued a disaster declaration for the state of Iowa, and this means that uh, pandemic-impacted small businesses oh, hell may yes. apply for low-interest. Give those small loans. businesses money. Disaster. We love our small businesses yeah. here. Hell yes. <laughs> There's a 3.75% interest rate for small businesses and a 2.75% interest <laughs> Which rate. Which is still for ridiculous because the the yeah. Fed's giving out like no interest loans right now. Yeah, to like big corporations. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Although I did I think some of those are uh y- you can get them forgiven. Um I'm not 100% certain on that, but I think like up to a certain amount is forgivable. I bet it's based on how many uh covid tests came back positive yeah march 22nd we're up to 90 cases and 1215 negative tests uh reynolds extended the state public health emergency declaration and this time it closed salons medical spas barbershops tattoo establishments tanning facilities massage therapy establishments and swimming pools from march 22nd through uh March 31st. <laughs> I feel like that's when people were like, oh, But not bowling shit. alleys? Not yet. Not yet. Give it time. <laughs> not on the list yet. <laughs> About pool holes. <laughs> it feels kind of quaint to see that that was only like an eight-day thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, these places must be closed for one week. So, like, do you think it's going to be okay by the 31st? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I had a conversation with my neighbors uh, at that point, and it was like, we all were like, look around at what's happening. This is not going to be over anytime soon. Yeah. Like, what are these people thinking that we're going to be open in a week? Yeah. Uh, and also, they suspended foreclosures on residential, commercial, and agricultural property. Uh, professional licensing relief to remove barriers for people in medical professions, prevent the expiration of professional licenses. And to promote further social distancing, the declaration suspends in-person requirements for various activities. I'm sure the details of that are somewhere, but not in that press release. <laughs> I really want to know the number of doctors who just were like, had expired licenses or like retired or whatever, who just like, fuck it, time to go. As in they started practicing Yeah, again? like, I mean, there's like all these states that are like asking for doctors or like medical, anyone who's has any sort of medical experience to like step up to the plate or whatever. I'm wondering how effective those efforts are. Cause it's, yeah, I don't know. They're like asking right. like retired people, like people who are at the most risk of like mm-hmm. getting it and dying. Yeah. The people who definitely should not be yeah. in those rooms. Like, I don't know. It just would be interesting to see. I'm sure you saw the Will Menneker tweet that everybody in New York city got a text like, yeah. Hey, any doctors around? Yeah. <laughs> It's not concerning at all. It's very, very bad creepy. in New York. I mean, I think we're very lucky to live in a relatively low population density state where a lot of businesses have been relatively 
yeah ahead of the game as far as closing down yeah but and we're used to staying home because there's nothing to do <laughs> yeah like uh it was just winter time so it's like all right well another month of staying inside okay <laughs> I just can't wait till Adventureland reopens. <laughs> yeah, day one. <laughs> yeah. We need to go we need to go back for the Rock Hard uh the Rock Hard Adventureland episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be great. Uh March twenty third, we're up to hundred and five cases and two thousand forty three negative tests have been conducted. That's a huge jump in the number of tests. Uh, and a relatively small jump in the number of positive cases. Yeah. So again, a somewhat optimistic day. Yeah, I, I think it's because they're doing it in like batches of tests, and so on one day there might be like three or four batches done, and whoops, and on uh, other days there might be like only a couple. Yeah. Um, first quarter unemployment tax payments that are due April thirtieth will be delayed until the end of the second quarter, July thirty first. And this is for employers who have 50 or fewer employees, which I believe is like 95% of the businesses in Iowa. Yeah, I think a lot um, were affected by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff's good, but it's it's just the lag and the not taking it seriously enough, fast enough is weird. Right. It's like one like small, decent measure every day or a couple of days when it could just be like just fucking do it all at once (laughs) well you guys know as well as anyone that incrementalism works (laughs) it's it's the best way to do politics well and i think it's a way for reynolds to like save face for the republicans of like hey we don't have to do all that stuff the big city slickers are doing yeah the democrats the democrats this was her statement on that day Iowa's small businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and the engine behind our economy. Now more than ever, we need to make sure they have the ability to manage their cash flow. It's critically important that we continue to take steps in support of our small business community during these challenging times. We do love a small business. They are the lifeblood of our community. Small hecker. I mean, yeah, thinking of all the tiny little rural communities around here, like... Some of them are going to die and not come back. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true, too. Both both the people and the businesses. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Damn, cold. <laughs> we love our rural Iowans on this show. We do, but it, we it's do. just a cold, hard fact. Oh, I'm from, yeah. I mean, born and I raised. I don't know if the <laughs> listeners are all aware of this, but... When you die, you actually, you can't come back. That's true, what Alan said. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We're all about delivering information here, and unfortunately, what Alan says is true. Justin, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to rethink a lot of things. Damn, my life a video game. (laughs) Permadeath is on in Iowa. Oh, fuck. All right, March 24th. Um, th- there's not like much of a statement today, but this is an important day. 124 positive cases, 2,315 negative tests, and our first death from coronavirus on the 24th. So that's about two weeks ago now. Uh-oh. Actually, exactly, exactly two weeks ago today. Sorry to that person. It, it sucks they don't release more information, like how long it was before they tested positive and how long before they passed away. It's so, I don't know, the information they release is just, like, creepy. <laughs> like, it's not detailed enough. I think all the information they provided was, like, the relative age of the person and where they were from. Yeah. 
Whereas in like Korea, they were like tracking. They're like this person had it, and they were here and here and here and such and such time. Like it was still anonymous, but yeah. And if you, if you were there, uh, then you need to get checked. Yeah, that seems like it would be relevant information, but it's not available. Okay, uh, March twenty fifth, we're up to one forty five cases, two thousand five hundred seventy eight negative tests. Governor Kim Reynolds received notification last night that President Trump has approved her request for a presidential major disaster declaration for COVID-19. Thank you, President Trump. (laughs) Daddy Trump, thank you. Thank you. Removing a $5 million cap on federal funds as well as making available the Community Disaster Loan Program. We love them loans, folks. I want to thank President Trump for his quick response in approving Iowa's disaster declaration because it will open up federal resources to Iowa as we combat the spread of COVID-19. This outbreak is an unprecedented crisis for the entire nation, and it's going to take a whole-of-government approach to limit the spread of the virus and provide economic relief to all of those impacted. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, She had also requested activation of the Federal Disaster Unemployment Assistance and Crisis Counseling Programs and statewide hazard mitigation assistance funding, and those portions of her request were still under consideration at that time. Oh, no, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, President. Uh, We'll think about it, I guess. March 26th, 179 cases, 2,979 negative tests. Reynolds signed a new proclamation continuing the Public Health Emergency Declaration And this is where we officially suspended elective and non-essential medical and dental procedures, uh, extended and expanded retail business closures. More business closures. Now, uh, it's it's just a flu. It's not that big of a deal. But we're going to need all these businesses to close. Um, it's it's nothing to worry about. Um, you know, just for a week. Okay. Well, actually, on the twenty on March twenty sixth, uh, they said the state of public health disaster emergency shall expire on April sixteenth. Okay, two weeks. Unless weeks. terminated or extended by the governor before then. It's gonna be extended. Well, right, they are. But uh, spoiler. <laughs> But you can see how, like, the period of time is actually getting a little longer. They're not mm-hmm. just saying, you know, we recommend things be closed for the next couple days. It's at least, that's like a three-week period right there. Uh, March 27th, we're up to 235 positive cases, 3,740 negative tests, and three deaths. So two more on that day. Uh, March 28th, 298 positive cases, 4,375 negative tests. March 29th, 336 cases, 5,013 negative tests. Uh, one more death, so we're up to four. Which really is is not that many c- compared to the hellscape that is some of these other states. It's not, but we're only on March 29th. No shit. So I still got over a week to catch you up on. Well, and it's not over yet. No, <laughs> we're still in the middle of this. Oh thing. yeah, we're on the fucking rising edge of the curve still. Yep. Especially here. Yeah, I mean, just reading these numbers out loud, like yeah, one day at a time. It's like I can feel it ramping up, and like yep. I'm sweating. <laughs> COVID got me sweating. <laughs> that would be one of the symptoms. March thirtieth, uh, four hundred twenty-four cases, six thousand one hundred sixty-two negative tests. Six deaths. March 31st, 497 positive cases, 6,888 negative tests, and seven deaths. So that was like 700 
tests in one day. Yeah, they're finally getting some testing capacity. Oh, actually, the previous day was over 1,000, so yeah, it's just a shitload. The ratio of positive to negative tests is still pretty low, too. Uh, Here, she signed another proclamation continuing the public health emergency, uh, and this extends regulatory relief allowing bars and restaurants to provide, carry out, or delivery of alcoholic beverages until April 7th. Hell yeah. Oh, shit, that's today. I hope she renewed it. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) A lot of people are going to be real mad. Also that day, uh, they added the sale of mixed drinks and cocktails for carry out and delivery. Oh, heck yeah. You know, they... Other states consider liquor stores like essential businesses too, and I bet it's because of like the amount of people who are like alcoholics and like if they can't have alcohol, then it's like I mean, shit, causes yeah, them to have to go to the hospital. So it's like it's an actual concern. Yeah, yeah. I mean, alcohol withdrawals are no joke, and and some of them are state run too. Oh yeah, that's true too. A lot of states do have state run liquor shit. Yeah, so I think that is part of the calculus. I don't and tax don't, money. I, yep, it's a lot of tax money. Also, people want their fucking booze. I think people would go insane. I have definitely yeah. <laughs> uh, drank more over this period of time. <laughs> one one other piece of good news from March 31st. Um, the proclamation also eased certification requirements for law enforcement officers. Oh, I'm no. Applying. I'm applying. I'm applying. <laughs> oh, my God. So the bar, the bar has been lowered for cops, I remember great news. I remember a certain someone, I think it was might have been Adam Sullivan, saying that this is like the libertarian moment for Iowa because of all these <laughs> changes. And, uh, I mean, the loosening restrictions on cops is probably the most libertarian <laughs> shit of all. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, police departments should have the the freedom and the liberty to hire whoever they like. They should hire me. <laughs> the rock, rock hard copcus. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Robocop 2, because you're a robot who doesn't have any emotions. <laughs> Leave poop. I would, I, I would shoot a guy in the dick, for sure. <laughs> April 1st, uh, the worst April Fool's Day of all time. We've got 549 cases, 7,304 negative tests, and we're up to nine deaths. Mm, not good. No. Did you see any April Fool's Day pranks online that day? <laughs> Very little. Uh, it was definitely toned down from People previous really, April Fools. Weren't really playing that game anymore. I don't even think so, honestly. <laughs> I, I saw very, very little, and it was all pretty minor. I guess I saw jokes about it being April Fool's Day on, you know, during coronavirus or whatever, but no actual April Fools jokes. Yeah. And and like the companies that did them were pretty mild. Yeah, you can really like get a get a feel for the mood of the nation by seeing our response to April Fool's Day. I think April Fool's Day is a terrible day. <laughs> what do you get? A lot of pranks pulled on you? Yes, I was pranked <laughs> constantly. I am gullible as hell. I will believe anything, and I hate that day. Alan's been victimized by PTSD the fools. From... I am the fool. It's named after me. <laughs> All right. So in order to not uh, make you relive those experiences any further, let's move on to April 2nd. 614 cases, 8,054 negative tests, and 11 deaths. Uh, and here we go. This is when we're finally like taking an action that is... It makes sense, but it's far too late. Uh, Governor Reynolds signed a new proclamation uh, ordering the closure of schools. 
waiving time requirements as long as school districts put in place a continuous learning plan until April 30th. Uh, Also extends closures and limits placed on bars and restaurants, retail stores, prohibits social gatherings of more than 10 people, and continues to ban non-essential and elective surgeries until April 30th. So fucking late. So I think this was the time when she really was getting like props from Trump for uh, not doing a shelter in place. and uh, Also the heat increasing yeah. from people. Who yeah, not to so do happy. a shelter in place. Like, and now, and now they, I mean, spoiler, but the, uh, the, the, the next thing is, oh, well, we're doing one, but we're not actually doing one. So it's okay. Yes. Yeah. It gets worse. <laughs> I think at this point where the school is already sort of closing on their own. Yes. I think the vast majority of them had actually closed uh, by this point. Okay. So the order did next to nothing. She was just waiting on people to do it on their own. And at this point, violating any of the public health orders is a simple misdemeanor. Yeah, there's not much enforcement um, to any of these regulations, I think, at this point. Yeah, there's no way they're enforcing the uh, gatherings of 10 people rule. No, I've been hearing about parties and shit. Yeah, exactly. And there's a ton of people outside, like on trails and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think our neighbor's uh, daughter visited them today, and they're both very old and have health problems so that's good yeah do what you gotta do it's just so sickening because we just know we're gonna pay for this in two weeks april 3rd no press release on covid (laughs) but uh they did announce the appointment of matthew mcdermott to the iowa supreme court so no no updates on the global pandemic but uh we did get our guy i'm sure this matthew mcdermott fellow is a a stand-up just conservative bread and butter fucking judge i'm sure he's a cool dude i bet he hates abortion sufficiently for him to make it onto the iowa supreme court fuck these ghouls <laughs> april 4th 786 cases 9454 negative tests and we're up to 14 deaths uh today governor kim reynolds received word from fema that more than 44 million has been obligated obligated to the state of iowa for reimbursement of expenses related to the covid 19 response our healthcare workers are on the front lines battling the COVID-19 pandemic, and they have the state of Iowa's full support. FEMA's reimbursement will allow Iowa to buy additional personal protective equipment. We appreciate President Trump and his team for supporting the health Thank and you. safety of Iowans during this unprecedented crisis. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. There's so many people just being comforted by Donald Trump, and that's such a frightening fucking proposition. <laughs> thank you so like much, just, Donald. I, his approval rating has gone up. People are like, it, it literally is that. Yeah. Like, they need. I mean, it's a scary time. And he's like, a leader. He's a leader. Look, he's on TV every he's day. He's, he's telling me everything's okay. Speaking, but dear God, man, let uh, me off this ride. I mean, and the fact that they're raising money for PPE is simply because they are giving the PPE to distributors and then they're making the states pay those distributors, uh, you know, markup uh, to get them and like bidding between all the states. If, to if do they so. can't get them because the federal government is also buying up a shit ton of it. Right. Stockpile. Yeah. And, and, they're, and bidding private against, companies. they're bidding against the states. Like, yes. <laughs> it's the ultimate free market system, baby. Oh, my yeah, God, I mean, dude. We know from history that market solutions work so it's oh absolutely especially when yeah when public goods are involved market solutions are the best it's this dogma and they cannot like if you still think capitalism is a good idea after this shit then like fuck you (laughs) like in all honesty like there's no excuse anymore yeah it's all pretty laid bare at this point absolutely april 5th man we're almost up to present day 
April 5th, this was Sunday, 868 positive cases, 900, or sorry, 9,973 negative tests processed, and 22 deaths. This is eight deaths in one day, the biggest we've had so far. More than 10% of all positive cases in Iowa are occurring among long-term care staff and residents. Yeah, so it went less than a month from eight cases to eight deaths. Yeah. And and they're within the most vulnerable populations. Somehow, they just got in there. I, I don't know what happened. More than 40% of all deaths in Iowa are associated with outbreaks in long-term care facilities. The Iowa Department of Public Health and public health officials continue to work closely with Iowa's long-term care associations and facilities, providing guidance for sick residents, transferring residents in need of care to hospitals, constantly monitoring the health of other residents and staff, and implementing additional infection prevention measures. Two days ago is when they said this. Yeah. And and is this, had they released the metrics at this point for their silly system yeah i think that was sometime last week right yeah it was so. in the it last couple of days recently. yeah but yeah that I was one of their criteria was the <laughs> yeah. number of outbreaks in like long-term care facilities like mm-hmm. they think that they can just protect the elderly population and that's that's like it and like they're all of their metrics that they're using to deter like they have a point system and they're they have it split up into different like quadrants or sections of the state and uh, each is assigned mm-hmm. a different points or, or a rating or whatever. Right. And like all the metrics are based on like currently how many people are dying and whether it's like 15% of the people who have it are being hospitalized or not. It's all like current metrics instead of like future metrics. And like we, like we said, we know about asymptomatic carriers for like months at this point, yeah. like over a month. Well, you see, when this many people die, then we'll think about doing something about it's it. It's, like, not based in reality whatsoever on, like, how the virus actually spreads. It's insane. And we have a clear trajectory. Like, we can see that it's going to hit that number probably by yeah. a certain date. We have so why plenty not of fucking, fucking examples. <laughs> just implement the goddamn... <laughs> we see we are, and we don't have to, but we are already doing it, so we don't need to actually do it. <laughs> People are just, they just know what to do yeah. and they're just magically doing it. It gives everyone who isn't taking it seriously an absolute justification to continue behaving exactly the yeah. way they have been. Like, yeah. it, it actually does make a fucking difference. It's insane to me that people are saying that it's like, oh, we already have it. It's like, you're, the fact that you're saying that, like, <laughs> means that we don't. Like, yeah. Uh, so the, the press release yesterday goes into the most detail on, like, what is closed and what needs to close right now. Uh, And we had 946 cases, 10,653 negative tests, and 25 deaths. She, uh, Reynolds, ordered additional closures uh, and also called on law enforcement to assist in the enforcement of these efforts. Oh boy, you're going to get in trouble. So as of 8 a.m. this morning, uh, until Thursday, April 30th, so this is a three-week-long period. The time periods are getting longer. This is what's closed. Malls, tobacco and vape stores. I think we know somebody who's upset about that. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Toy, gaming, music, instrument, movie, or adult entertainment stores. Sorry, Justin. You're out of luck, buddy. <laughs> wow. Where, I, where am I going to buy my porn tapes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, social and fraternal clubs, including those at golf courses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm known to rub elbows with, uh, you know, my buddies on the golf course. Hitting the links is what I like to call it. 
I want to go uh, hit 18 holes at my favorite golf course, Morning Wood. <laughs> That's a little wink to the Patreon subscribers. <laughs> I've seen uh, Morning Wood, the band, live. I was actually the first concert I went to. They opened up for the Von Bondies. <laughs> nice. Also closing bingo halls, bowling alleys, pool halls, arcades, and amusement parks. Adventureland is fucked. Yeah. Museums, libraries, aquariums, zoos, racetracks, speedways. Ah. There we go. Now we got Evan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Roller or ice skating rinks and skate parks. There we got Chuck. Outdoor and indoor playgrounds or children's play centers. That's me. (laughs) 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 Sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. All unsolicited door-to-door sales are prohibited. (laughs) Good. And then it, it goes through the list of stuff that had already been closed. See, we have a shelter in place, and all these businesses are are closed, so we don't need a shelter in place because we already have one, but we don't have one, so it's okay. Actually, there is one important detail here. Livestock auctions of food animals with more than 25 people and all other auctions with more than 10 people are prohibited. (laughs) I wonder why. Do you have that one in the canon? I do. (laughs) Uh, But then let's, let's just catch up to today, April 7th. We are up to... 1,048 positive confirmed cases. We have conducted 11,670 tests that came back negative, and we are at 26 deaths. Okay, so we're, we're not as bad as New York. Uh, no surprise there. <laughs> no, but we'll catch up. Not to, you know, I mean a smaller scale, but... <laughs> yeah, proportionally, as a percentage, I'm sure we'll be just as boned yeah in the long run i'm sure although from the from the let's see it is the covid19.healthdata.org uh information uh we will have enough beds and we will have enough icu beds uh we we i don't know how many ventilators ventilators we have but supposedly we will have enough uh for the amount that we have but uh this projection data changes wildly every day yeah. Yeah. and uh who the fuck knows and it's dependent on whether or not we have shelter in place or not like Correct. i think i don't know if at this point they are um considering it shelter in place but Evan, but, you see, we already have it, so we don't actually need to do it because we already have it. Uh, so we don't need to do a shelter in place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm seeing stuff in like June that's being canceled and postponed. Oh so. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's yep. Yeah, we're we're looking at a rough year, I think. Absolutely. And and how are people going to get better? Like, uh, we have no vaccine for it. Um, like. We're not doing widespread testing for, like, antibodies. And everyone's just like, well, this is going to go away. But is it? (laughs) I think I was getting texts from my dad, like, two weeks ago that were like, hey, they're working on a vaccine. This should be over soon. (laughs) Damn. Uh, Yeah. It might be that we get to the point where it's, like, one month on or two weeks on, two weeks off kind of shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see that being a thing. It all just... Depends on, yeah, whether we can get some sort of consistent treatment. It seems like at this point they've kind of backed off from the statements they were making where it's like, well, if if 100,000 people die, like that's the price we pay to keep the economy going. 
Yeah. Yeah. It does seem to be softening a little bit. Well, because like people are actually like dying in massive numbers. There's like what, 18, 1900 today? Yeah. I mean, when they're talking about like mass graves, it's like, well. Yeah. And like using a, using ice rinks as uh, temporary morgues Oh my and God. Shit. Yeah. 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 And we're still on the fucking like rising edge of the curve. Yep. We haven't peaked New yet. New York is just way ahead of us. If I put my fingers in my ear, everything is fine. There's nothing to worry about. It's just a flu. I mean, New York hasn't peaked yet, has it? I, was, I don't no, think so. No, they were like, there was, the deaths were flat for like two or three days. And then it spiked, it was like 500 some. And then like today it was like 800. And there's a lot of speculation that uh, a lot of people are dying in their homes. Uh, and so they're absolutely. Not they're not them. counting them. Yeah. Like, imagine yeah. how many people don't have health insurance. They're like yep. refusing to go to the doctor. And then like the way these COVID cases go, it's like you have minor symptoms for a week and then it gets se- severe. Kind of like uh, kind of like Boris Johnson's case. It's like you get uh, acute God. respiratory distress syndrome or whatever. We can only hope with Boris, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> hope he gets better? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm, sure. I hope that he yeah. definitely gets better and doesn't have an ex- – uh, never mind. <laughs> I hope he gets better, but he's permanently fucked up enough that he has to step down. <laughs> Like, that'd be a big case of karma, because he was worse than Trump, really, Absolutely. on his response yeah. to this. The UK government in general has been worse. So I mentioned in that last one, uh, auctions, livestock auctions, um, limited to 25 people for food animals, is how they said it. <laughs> Love me some food animals, as a true <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> it's like the, the pigs at the state fair that are marked with purpose meat. (laughs) The ones with the ribbons on them. (laughs) And I think the rationale there is like, farmers still need to be able to sell their food animals so that we have food being provided to the country. Sounds good. Uh, But uh, somebody took that a little too far. Uh, (laughs) Here's a headline. Um, I'll use the KCCI article on this. Uh, This was published... On April 3rd, the headline is Hundreds Gather for Iowa Horse Auction, Defying Guidelines. I don't think they eat horses, or maybe maybe we, maybe the UK does. Food animals. Yeah, I believe yes. it's a lot more accepted in Europe, but uh, I think maybe in some places in the US they might eat a little bit of horse. And I believe hundreds gathering is in violation of the guidelines, whether you're eating the horse or not. It was supposed to be limited to 25 people. Officials in southern Iowa say hundreds of people have gathered in Wayne County for a horse auction being held on private property, despite a state order limiting gatherings to fewer than 10 people. Well, it's okay, because we have a shelter in place that we don't have, but it's okay because we do. That's only 60 times more people. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Uh, KCCI reports that the Midwest Trotting Horse Sale was held Thursday near Seymour on the property of Ura Gingrich after having (laughs) first been postponed earlier in the month. Sick name. Please insert uh, uh, the Seymour uh, Skinner's mom saying, Seymour! (laughs) Seymour! Ura Gingrich is quite the name. That's a great name. Uh, The Wayne County Health Department set up checkpoints on the property to screen people before they could enter. What could these screenings (laughs) possibly have been checking for? Uh, Presumably fever, because that's what they're doing in other countries. They're letting... Hundreds of people into this auction. What's the oh, point I'm not saying it's bothering? a good idea. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know, I know. But like, why even? 
There's people a, need it's, their horses. It's fine. That's that's a lot of money, man. You're only symptomatic if you're really sick. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Department officials say at least one carload of people was sent away after being questioned as part of the screening. So crisis averted. Thank goodness. There were people turned away from the gathering of nearly 500 people. <laughs> Up to five or six people were turned away. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Another article here is saying that it was uh, 488 people. Department officials took the names of 488 people. And then think about how they are exposing, I'm sure, their small communities as well, which puts even more stress on things. Yeah. Just see, it's a little really spooky really quickly. Yeah. Almost 500 people gathering at a property near Seymour. Mm -hmm. Uh, I imagine they probably drove from all over to get there. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And if they're farmers, they're going to return to their rural communities. And uh... Yeah, there's all kinds of examples of like little communities where a lot of like super rich people have vacation houses and they're like fleeing to them and then like infecting. Like there's this place in Idaho that has like the highest like per capita infection rate just because of all the like rich people from Seattle who flew back to their houses there. Owned fuckers. That's no, terrible because there's all the service sorry, workers who have to person. like support that, that little... I mean, like, they're basically at the mercy of those people anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're, they're like, being exposed to it at super high levels, you know? Uh, all right. Do you want to talk about Kim Reynolds' metrics for whether she will declare a shelter-in-place order? Yeah, I hear lots of other states are totally jealous of our metrics. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's kind of like it's According a game to Kim of Reynolds. chicken. It's a game of chicken right now. All of the states who have already declared a statewide shelter in place or a stay at home order they're losing the game and the five states i mentioned at the beginning of this episode we're all still in contention to win the game of chicken here (laughs) absolutely well and the further that we wait the further that a lot of these uh big companies that are still open still can make money so you're saying there's like a betting pool like all these governors have a betting pool to see who can hold out the longest well, I don't even know if it's if it's like a gambling thing. I think it's like whoever holds out the longest gets the presidential. They get the, they get the prize. yes. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you so much. <laughs> Trump will do them more favors. Yeah, they get Thank the you, sir. biggest award from the big boy upstairs. <laughs> thank uh, you, thank you, sir. I love you, sir. Please, thank you. And I mean, at this point, like we're pretty confident he'll be reelected. So that's another four years. We'll we'll be the golden state. Uh, <laughs> Dang. I don't want to make, you know, too hard a prediction. Cut that. But, yeah. Cut uh, that. <laughs> uh, you're going to inflame some passions. Cut that. <laughs> if you look at the electoral map, like I'm not feeling Yeah, I'm too... not I'm not <laughs> optimistic in the slightest. Yeah, me neither. Absolutely not. I mean, shit. I mean, he can barely talk. I've seen maps that are predicting Minnesota going red and like I don't want to believe that but like there's enough of them it's in play like it's possible michelle bachman got elected there their last governor was a republican it's gonna entirely hinge on the coronavirus shit and like if trump can make a blustery enough case that he did a good enough job then it's gonna be enough actually we should talk about wisconsin a little bit too because they oh my god dude they went through with their primary today which is one of the most disgusting acts in the like history of modern politics 
Well, and the Supreme Court coming out and just being like, eh, fuck them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. it's fucking evil, dude. Like, it's straight up evil. Yeah, their governor yesterday said, okay, we're going to delay this thing, which was already like a last minute decision and just like so like let it go way past the point it should have. Yeah. And then the Supreme Court just overruled him. And they did it anyway. There are all these, like, poll workers who are, like, panicking about it, like, trying to get all these, like, cleaning supplies and shit and taking it very seriously. And then, like, they got the brief relief of, like, him saying that they're going to delay it and do absentee ballots for everyone. But, like, within, like, how was the time lapse? It was, like, a couple hours between when he said that and when they fucking reversed it at the Supreme Court or whatever. Yeah, I think it was only a couple hours. Absolutely. And there's only, like, five polling locations in milwaukee yeah out of like 150 that we're supposed to be jesus Mm -hmm. christ so i mean you've seen like before the public health crisis was happening you saw lines in like arizona that were like hours long Mm -hmm. and that's with people lined up like right next to each other and now in milwaukee where they have five polling places which is even crazier than like chicago was a couple weeks ago yeah Subscene. They're enforcing like social distancing, and of course, you know who that line. It's the same old voter suppression sh- shit. Like, yep. but like, of course, it affects the same. Like, this is just like exacerbating that. It's like a multiplier on like mm-hmm. already existing voter suppression shit, especially in Wisconsin, because their fucking local government or their state government has been fucking just bought and sold by fucking Koch brothers with all the like anti-union shit and just like outright fucking voter suppression and they got what they wanted yeah the last decade plus of wisconsin politics is just disgusting to read about. but yeah i'm saying the the lines they're they only have five polling places they're enforcing the six feet of distance between everybody there's lines like over a mile long it's insane and turnout's gonna be abysmal of course Hopefully, like God, don't go out. There. I mean, yeah, don't I don't know. It's like, not worth it. <laughs> it doesn't seem it doesn't seem worth it to to me at all. But I've seen like a lot Joe of pictures. Biden sales to victory. I've seen people wearing like fucking N95 masks in line. It's like shit, dude. There mm-hmm. was the video of the guy uh, who was uh, in some way. Uh, with voting i can't i can't fucking with this guy <laughs> and he was in a mask and and uh like gloves and like a gown and was like everything's fine you can vote it's no big deal disgusting people are saying that part of the motivation for the supreme court to overrule the governor they've got like a 5-4 split between conservative and uh liberal activist judges um and there's a judicial election today too and like if turnout mm-hmm. is shit the conservatives will obviously win. Yep, because they have all the absentee voters that are already that have already voted. Yeah, there's also a lot of people I think who didn't they like they had extended the deadline for yeah. absentee ballots to be counted, and then I think the the Republican the Supreme Court decision overruled that and like made it so right. a lot of people's votes weren't counted at all. Yep, they're also going to be throwing out a bunch of absentee ballots. It's got to be a the- ton because a lot of people probably didn't like waited to the last minute to do an absentee ballot because they were planning on voting it to begin with, you know? Right. And they sent the ballot in under a certain understanding. Expectation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it was changed after they mailed it. Like this is, yep. it's foul. This is illegal. Like this is a crime. They were also saying, oh, well you can vote online. You just have to print it out. And that's been total bullshit. Okay. Let's get back to Kim Reynolds um, and her metrics. I have a Des Moines Register 
article from Jason Clayworth, and it's it's a little bit of an editorial. His headline is, Science behind Iowa's coronavirus shelter-in-place metrics remain a mystery. <laughs> this uh, just came out. Yeah, he just put this out yesterday. Governor Kim Reynolds deflected a question Monday asking her to make public the specific scientific data and sources used to develop Iowa's 12-point system to determine if she issues a shelter-in-place order. I don't know if I have exactly what it is, but uh, this image here, the 12-point scale weighs age, hospitalization, population, and long-term care outbreaks to determine if and when a shelter-at-home order is necessary, according to documents made public last week. Yeah, there's like three, you can be assigned like up to like three points for each area, depending on all those factors or whatever. And then I think there's one that's like the percentage of... um, people who have it who need to be hospitalized which is like one of the biggest ones is this like mm-hmm. golf for a number up <laughs> good or number bad low, low number is good okay yeah the higher your number the more at you know at risk you are um and she has the state split into six regions which seem to be arbitrary like yeah it's not- like cedar rapids and iowa city are in different regions even though they're like insanely connected economies but I think it was also it might have been based on the amount of like hospitals available in each area. I would hope that there's some reason for it like that, but that's what I heard. But I don't know how true it is. But it kind of makes sense, like with Iowa City obviously having like the best, biggest hospital. Region two is like this small area in the central north part of Iowa, and it's like population wise, like this can't possibly be on par with the rest of these regions yeah um none of the cities in iowa have either uh, placed shelter in place orders god and it seems like something like a system like this would be based on like you know there's like only like two or three fucking like population centers in the state anyway so like why don't we just like focus on them i think they came out and said that only the governor can issue uh, shelter in places and she could like defer that power to local governments Which, but she was like no i'm not doing oh that. jesus reynolds said that other states have contacted iowa's health department to start using some of these metrics she didn't name the states who were seeking <laughs> the coronavirus metrics and her staff has not answered follow-up questions about the matter yeah we didn't get into her feud with fauci either <laughs> but he basically went on the news and was like i, I don't understand why any I'm not going to try to do his accent, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) he uh, said that he did not understand why any of the states had not issued shelter-in-place orders yet. And then apparently... Well, you see, we have one. They had a phone call with uh, Reynolds and then the governor of Nebraska, who also doesn't have a shelter-in-place order. And Fauci was like, okay, cool. It's all good, baby. Well, you see, we have one, but we don't need one. So we don't have one, which which we... leads me to the question, like, is Fauci or... Bob Mueller, a bigger cuck for like liberals to salivate <laughs> over. Like they let like Fauci is adored because he's like the one member of Trump's cabinet who isn't like completely full of shit. But then he like lets Trump like cut him off and like prevent him from answering questions and shit and like not even appearing at press conferences. And then like I think yeah, he's worse than Mueller. Now that fucking yeah. Kim Reynolds and what's his bread and butter man from Nebraska sit down with him, he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Cuck, cuck, cuck. Cook. It's funny, the conservatives are hating on Fauci right now for exactly the opposite reason. <laughs> They're like, he's like trying to destroy the economy. It's a liberal plot. Reynolds said Iowa's metrics align with recommendations from the CDC and epidemiologists. I never said that word out loud myself. Epidemiologists. Is that right? 
Sounds right. Epidemiologist. Good enough for Epidemiologist me. Epidemiologist sounds better. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> but she did not agree to make these specific science or sources for the 12 point system public. Fucker. <laughs> so there's a lot of coordination and communication that is going on, Reynolds said. Mm-hmm. I think, if nothing else, we recognize that every day something is changing and the data is evolving. And we're learning more as we move through the coronavirus yeah. pandemic. She also <laughs> said there's like one doctor who advised her on this. And then she said that her, this doctor and a team of epidemiologists had come to this decision. But like, I think that there was like a f- freedom of information or some sort of request from the media to get the names of the people. And like, they wouldn't release like the names of the people who advised them on it. Well, you see the uh, hospital administrators say that we don't need one. So, so we have... We have six regions. Um, if any one of them reaches 10 points on the scale of things here. Uh, on that's, the COVID scale. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's when we would get a stay-at-home order. If any one of the How six many points do we have? How many points do we have? So region five, which is where I am, we're at nine points as of oh, yesterday. So, I mean, is it going to happen? <laughs> shoot a one-pointer shoot a one-pointer i know the (laughs) south yeah that quadrant is up to like a nine i believe so it's gonna happen within like a week i would bet on it yeah we're at nine yeah you're gonna it's gonna be but what a fucking ridiculous fucking doctor that you are referring to that helped reynolds with this is a caitlin pedati p-e-d-a-t-i pedati something like that (laughs) one doctor on her side great Well, there's also a team of epidemiologists who have more than 100 years of combined experience. <laughs> but we'll not uh, release the names of. Kim Reynolds, maybe you should get a second opinion. <laughs> one doctor out of everyone in Iowa agrees. That was a statement from Pat Garrett, it's, uh, Reynolds' spokesperson. He said Monday he did not have the list of the epidemiologists, which the register seeks through a public records request. So we'll see if that list comes out anytime soon. Reynolds last week maintained that Iowa does not need a shelter-in-place order, saying she has already enacted many of the measures associated with a stay-at-home order, but has just done it in an incremental fashion. So that that long list of dates I was giving you and all that discussion we went through, yeah, that's exactly what she says is working. (laughs) But if we get to 10 points, oh, we're going to have one. Yeah, it's going to be a big problem then. A 9, we can roll with a 9, but when it gets to 10... Shit, God forbid 11 or 12. Well, yeah, I'm thinking, I think 10 is like the maximum. Oh, I, I thought it was 12. Go above 10. Uh, I don't know. Actually, no, you're right. There's It's a 12-point scale. But 10 but... is the limit, yeah. <laughs> the image here only goes up to 10. <laughs> There's like a, a different shade of red the higher you go, and it mm-hmm. only goes up to 10. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that makes a little bit of sense, but. Well, you see, we already have one, so we don't need one, because we already have one, even though we don't have one, so we don't need to worry about it, but when we get to that point, we'll get, we'll have one. Yep, and of course, like, so many people are using it as, like, an excuse to still do what they're going to do. Absolutely. A lot of businesses, same, like, shit, I saw, <laughs> what, what's your name, or what's his name from the starting line went and photographed parking lots. <laughs> Mm-hmm. of uh, different companies <laughs> right. in Des Moines who are still open. Pat Reiner. Manufacturing will not stop unless yeah. they are One of them to. was Titan Tire, which is near where I live, and it's like owned by this fucking lunatic, like Trumpian guy who has like a conservative radio show and ran for president once. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, Mort- Maury, right. Maury Taylor, I believe, is his name. He's a fucking lunatic. Does he currently have a radio show? I think he might. Yeah, it's Maury Taylor. 
Looking forward to this episode of the pod. Yeah, we got to do a collab or something. <laughs> He's an insane <laughs> douchebag. I think there was like a uh, documentary about him or a book. I'm sorry. I think we have our second uh, book review series lined <laughs> up then. Uh, State Rep. Mary Masher pushed back against critics who contend a shelter-in-place order is definitional and functionally meaningless. Masher, who represents Johnson County, one of the hardest-hit areas of the state, said she believes the order would help end situations where factory workers continue to work side-by-side. The order would also help instill a sense of importance to the public and help end large gatherings like the horse auction in Wayne County last (laughs) week, or hundreds gathered, Masher said. Uh, Yeah, so Masher is in agreement with you, Evan, that uh, not doing a shelter-in-place is just giving regular old folks just an excuse to ignore what's going on yeah and it's delaying the inevitable like it it should not be a shock when any of these fucking regions get to fucking 10 on their arbitrary scale yeah we know this is happening like my region isn't just going to go up to nine and then slowly work its way back down to one we're going to hit 10 obviously yes (laughs) we're on the upswing like this isn't flattening out it's we're it's increasing we may be slowing the spread a little bit by these measures, but it's We're slowing not it, but enough. we're still going to hit 10. Yep. We're going to hit this 10, definitely. We may even hit 11 or 12. God, I can't wait for 11. And I don't even know what color that's going to be. Super red. <laughs> Ultra red. <laughs> As of yet, unrevealed shade of red. Human blood red. 12 is probably just black. <laughs> the whole region just turns black. You can't even read the word region on the map anymore. Uh, 12 is zombie apocalypse. The region is lost. It is now a hole in Iowa. You're required to wear a plague mask in public. Mm-hmm. With a long beak. Yes. All right. Well, that's all the information that's cheerful. That I have. I've <laughs> caught you all up. Everyone who listens to this show is now aware <laughs> of what's going on. I'm sure you didn't know before now. Uh, that uh, if we get to 12, uh, there's going to be uh, executions. It's no big deal. <laughs> Just a flow. Yeah, this is like a message in a bottle for like aliens to discover about why so many people died in Iowa. When this was like first starting to get really weird and like nothing was like normalcy was breaking down, I was really hoping for aliens to show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This I mean, would be such a great time for it. You never know. It could be of alien origin. Yeah, what if that's the real reason? Mm. Uh, is that the aliens did land and we fucked? And, well, this is our STD. <laughs> Deal with it. That's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, and your catchphrase. Yeah. It's actually that somebody ate an alien. Uh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> Didn't cook it enough. Actually, I imagine that would probably cause issues if you ate an alien. Who knows what kind of... Yeah, I bet there's all kinds of weird pathogens yeah. and bacterias. I can't wait. So you guys are both still working, right? Yes. Like full-time? Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. I was going to ask... Quote, working, quote, full-time, <laughs> quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of that. How are you filling the gaps between your work periods? Uh, The same thing I did before, the internet. <laughs> yeah, group chats, texting people, texting coworkers. Like it's so uh, the weather's been nice. The weather's been nice, so I've been able to like go on walks uh with my wife. My wife my wife. Uh a <laughs> uh, couple times, so that's been pleasant because the weather's definitely been nicer. Um but uh definitely gotta avoid people and uh, avoid going to those places. Yeah, I haven't really been leaving at all <laughs> outside. I went outside to grab something from my car. Uh I had a pair of shoes sitting in my car since 
probably the second week of March. <laughs> and I decided I needed them. So I went outside and the the breeze just sent a chill down my spine. <laughs> Get me out of here. Justin, take Justin, me back. Justin, the outside is good. I don't know. That is good. You should go out there, buddy. <laughs> I, I mean, I at least try to get the mail every day. <laughs> it makes me nervous to, to walk go out there now. Across a road. You, you may need to take some vitamin D supplements, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, that uh, is a good one. Really... It's good for your immune response. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Mm. The only way that you can actually get sick is if you let your mind uh, allow <laughs> yourself to get sick. And you got to get fresh air. Uh, so, you know, that's the only way. My brain so far doesn't think I'm sick. So <laughs> the, the cool part is actually uh, it's been really cool to see the uh, pollution metrics. Just yeah, like yeah. plummet and have the air quality just be like so much better. Yeah. In L.A. specifically, like yeah. it's gotten way better record mm-hmm. uh air quality levels there's a silver lining there maybe we could learn something from that hmm maybe <laughs> it's also fascinating i don't know uh if you've had this experience evan but uh the vast majority i would say of people at my workplace are reporting uh higher productivity levels and like we're getting a lot more done on the ad- administrative side mm. um simply because people are working from home now yeah i wouldn't say i don't know i mean i don't know about other people but we don't actually have that much work to do, which is interesting because my job is literally to like send money to people. And right. uh, I guess it's probably a lot of elderly folks who, um, you know, have retirement shit to, you know, and, and the way our products work, it's like you wouldn't lose money necessarily unless you took out money early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's not much work to do. I've been just as productive, um, but there's a lot of people who like, we really, we're not, we're a small company that are not really prepared to deal with that. And there's a lot of people who didn't have, like, equipment and stuff and didn't have, like, work laptops or anything like that and didn't have stuff at their house that would be capable. And so they had to get, like, hot spots and all that shit set up. And Would you mm-hmm. say you are uh, equally as productive working from home now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a better setup, honestly, here. <laughs> I have, like, bigger monitors and, like, I'm more comfortable. And Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah it's I've crazy. taken to it better than I thought. It sucks, like, trying to communicate with people because it's like, yeah, we we don't – it's just a different kind of company. We don't have, like, super great communication tools right. at our disposal. Uh, I, it definitely t- has taken me, I would say, at least two weeks to kind of get a- acclimated to it. And now uh, it's much easier and it's so much nicer to have all the extra time of not commuting and, oh yeah, like, just time for yourself and, and being able to, like, actually focus – uh, uninterrupted is super nice. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but I can't complain. Like not having me neither. You know, problems with income, and also I'm totally fine just chilling at home for yep. a long time and only going to the grocery store for as long as it it takes. You know, but like for God's sakes, put some more fucking money in my people's pockets. Like April twentieth is when they're next convening yeah. for Congress. <laughs> That's fucked, dude. And the the Republicans are like, we're gonna wait and see what happens with the first bill before we do anything. It's like half the fucking people aren't even going to have checks in their hands at that point. Yeah. And there's so many people that have even here, like lost their jobs or have very reduced income. Like all these businesses are going to be very in very precarious positions and it's, uh, there's no end in sight. I don't think yet. Nope. Well, we didn't, uh, we didn't get to Adam Sullivan talking about the vape (laughs) stores being closed yesterday. Fuck you, uh, bitch. (laughs) <laughs> listeners uh look it up it's fun look up that punchable face <laughs> uh 
Uh, you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? No. Happy Stay COVID safe. chat. <laughs> happy COVID chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've we've released the uh, the fourth episode of the Willie Weldon review. Uh, I'll be recording the fifth with Natalie this week, um, and then I'll probably put out the first one for free for everybody since we're halfway through. Oh my god, uh, halfway. <laughs> <laughs> we're only halfway. Wow, through. these uh, these pay pigs uh don't even they they could just wait and not have to get that free content. <laughs> well, I'm not going to release every episode for free, but But if you don't want to be a pay pig, just let through, us know, I think. So is like anything happened in the book? <laughs> 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 no, I've been listening to the last couple. The, this one's actually a big one and I'm glad I have Natalie for it because there's something there's a there's a scene in it that's going to be very relevant to her life experiences that uh, I think she's going to have fun with. But uh, yeah, thanks to uh, Evan and Alan for joining me tonight on our very <laughs> uplifting and positive, <laughs> very weird episode. Subject Happy matter. COVID chat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alan, <laughs> why did you invite him? He's like, I didn't do any research. I didn't do, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I'm a huge idiot. Uh, I, I am, yeah. I'm covered in blood. I'm insisting on eating during the pod. I'm hungry. <laughs> I had to work all day and I didn't eat. I, Baby needs his food. I had to work all day. That's cute. That's cute. Uh, actually, uh, I did have to work because uh, our one of the gentlemen that I work with, he was deployed uh, unexpectedly Monday morning at like, early 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 and so now he is under 180 day orders uh to texas for who knows how long shit for wow. covid stuff yep shit i knew they were gonna do jade helm yeah they're doing <laughs> it now. jade helm <laughs> it's finally it's happening <laughs> yeah obama is finally doing jade helm for real <laughs> they planned for it and now they're gonna deliver on it so i think i think things are getting a little bit more serious at this point yeah i mean uh, stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Listen to more podcasts. Like this one. You got nothing else to do. All right. See you later. Don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Bye.